Welcome to a brand new episode of Those Geeks You Know. This is Casey, and with me is my favorite geeks from my side to your side. I have Lauren with me. Hey, what's up? Bob. Hey, guys. And Dave. We're back. That's it, man. Yeah, back. And uh, we are doing a continuation of our previous episode. So this is part two uh to i guess we're just gonna say like spin-offs and reboots things we we want to see out there uh happening so um there's a link for episode one where we talked about this but we had so many of them that we're just gonna keep keep it going right we just keep talking we got a lot to say (laughs) got a lot to say about potential spin-offs and reboots of things we got Um, a lot to say about a lot yeah (laughs) You know what? So you guys are in the same order as before, and I don't want it to be the same. So we're going to start with Dave tonight and then go to Bob and then Lauren because it was Lauren first. here to go first. So that works. There you go. There we go. So uh, let's get into it. What do you what do you got? So my first uh, spinoff that I was excited for is the first nine which is a Sons of Anarchy spinoff. It's a prequel about Jax's dad, John Teller, and Clay. And my assumption is it would kind of tell their story because we learned a lot about JT through the diaries in the show, um, but never actually met him. We would learn if... I'm assuming the show would then end after the series is over. The ending of the show would initially be um, if Clay and Gemma had something to do with john's death um you get a young jacks you could have some of the characters that knew his dad come back in this was like ready to go and then kurt sutter had a disney joke on season two of the mayans and disney freaked out and he ended up getting fired and their deal got ended he got fired he had a deal with fox which is now owned by disney and he's done a lot of interviews where it was pretty much right after that because he was already slowly handing the Mayan show off to he had, he said two writers, it's either two or three writers that were with him through all of sons that he trusts. Um, so he's hence slowly handing the reins for that off to them and working more and more on the first nine. Um, and then this joke made it through production, made it through editing. It wasn't even that bad. I think someone said like, fuck that mouse or something like that. I could look it up. It's not that bad. Um, and shortly after the relationship slowly started to sour and then he was fired he says he was fired and he quit they basically had a huge like disagreement argument so that project is completely shelved mayans is moving forward um with the other writers and stuff who he's fine with but um yeah it's disappointing because i was really looking forward to hearing this story the thing that people didn't like about mayans is they thought it was just going to be a son's ripoff it's actually really good if you watch it the storytelling's good the characters are good um but this this would have been to me different because it was characters we already kind of met and were waiting to learn more about so i I, don't know, I was really excited about it um but it looks like now it's donezo which is disappointing because i would watch this yeah, I mean, uh, I, that is definitely I, not the joke that was said, by the way. No, it wasn't. I, I know it? what it was. Sorry. Did you find <laughs> it? Yeah, what was it? Oh, uh, it was something about the school, wasn't it? Or at the school, maybe? 
So it says, uh, there was a really gnarly playground out front filled with debris, dangerous looking swings, sharp objects, rusty jungle gym, etc. As they exited, uh, Coco sees Easy distracted and says, listen up, Boy Scout, and gestures to the playground, saying, saying, we're going to Disneyland. Easy replies, yeah, I guess this is where Walt buried all the Jews he had killed. That's what it was. That's slightly worse than how you That's a way worse situation. But it made it through editing, production, all of that stuff. So to me, if they had a problem with it, they should have brought it up. They would have edited it out and done something else. So, I mean, I don't want to get too political on this, but it's it's largely been documented, although fought and hidden by Disney, that Walt Disney was a huge anti-Semite. So... I mean, if if you don't like that, don't work for a company that was started by an anti-Semite. I mean, it is what it is. With that being well, his, said, I was I was with Fox. Well, right, and but I mean, Fox was bought by Disney afterwards. Right. Uh, I'm I was a huge Sons of Anarchy fan. Uh, everybody wants to talk about the Sopranos and how the Sopranos end it, uh, and, and a lot of all of these other shows like How You Met Your Mother, how that ended was garbage. I thought the Sons of Anarchy ending was garbage, but I do love this idea of going back to the original, um, original nine, original seven, original whatever, um, the start, the start of the Redwood original and Sons of Anarchy, Sam Crow, the whole nine yards. So, yeah, I mean, I think what they need to do here with this though is they need to do like a Breaking Bad. Write five seasons, keep it to five seasons, make it good and perfect and end it. Because too many TV shows now, Walking Dead, are carrying on for way too long and it's ruining it. No, I I agree, but that's what Kurt Sutter does. Every series he's done has had a beginning and an end point. The ending of Sons was how it was written from the first episode. I love the ending of Sons. Um, because I thought it brought everything full circle, but yeah, that's what he, that's how he's always said. I want because they've asked they at they tried to add more seasons onto Sons, and he was done. He was done telling the story. The story was told, and so I agree. Shows run way too long, um, but that is one thing I like about Kurt Sutter and what he's done. Although I did not watch the one show the. Execution, bastard executioner, or whatever it was called. I didn't watch that. Yeah, My buddy's like, it. I didn't watch it. Um, I was just gonna say that the problem with prequel shows is you set that timeline for yourself. Um, but if you go in knowing, like, okay, yeah, I have these five shows, and you start it early enough, then that negates that whole problem. But that was the only problem that I would see is, yeah, you're you're setting yourself a strict timeline. And will not be able to continue if you don't want to. But I, I don't know much about Sutter. Um, I did watch Sons. So, I mean, I know that. But I didn't realize that he had all... That, like, this is his pattern. He goes in knowing what he wants. And will end in that time frame. So, I guess that actually won't be a problem for him. I never watched Sons of Anarchy. I have no idea anything you guys just said. Um... <laughs> what is there any particular reason why you didn't watch killing, it? Shooting. I mean, you've got to you got to have heard that it was a great show. Why? Yeah. What What made you not watch it? Uh just timing. That's all. I I can't remember what it, when it came on, like what I was watching at that time. But it was just like one of those things. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. I like Charlie Hoonan a lot. Obviously, um, I like what's his name, Hellboy. You know, Ron Perlman. Like I I like the other actors that are in it. Uh so. 
yeah nothing against it at all i just it was the timing of it and then it got so far down the road that i was like eh i'm just gonna have to binge it someday <laughs> that's what i did i watched it a couple years ago probably four or five years ago now right. i binged it all my other thing with doing a prequel i i have have a problem i know personally watching prequels that include characters that i already know like if i want if i see a prequel i want something like almost like what game of thrones is gonna do like either people i've never seen or set so far ahead or excuse me set so far before that timelines won't intersect because now you have characters and people that you've grown so attached to and actors like ron perlman like that's who you see at least me personally that's now who i'm going to see every time i see this other actor on screen playing his character like that's just i know a problem that i have and will at least have for at the very least a first few episodes if not a season so that'll that'll make it difficult for me to get into and uh kind of commit to a season so i agree but that's why i think this is kind of unique because you have a whole new character with john teller you have clay i i don't I think that Ron Perlman could still play him. I mean, it depends how far back you go, but there's all sorts of makeup and stuff like that that they could do to make him look 15 years younger, where Clay would or Jax would be a young kid, um, and Jax would be a new actor, but he's a kid. Yeah, I, like, yeah. You I think mean, they, they, they would do that consistently? Yeah, they film a show, a season of a show in like six months. Like, I don't think he, I don't think it'd be that difficult for him to do that if he wanted to. Um, and then Gemma. So Gemma and Clay would be the two that you already know. All the other interactions with characters that already exist, like Chibs or any of those guys, would be such bit pieces that either, again, you could use that actor or... Because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't watched the show in years, but I don't remember them ever saying Jax is this old. So if Jax is Not 21, fun. you know what I mean? You don't, go that, you don't have to go that far back. Especially if you're telling, like, the five, ten year span between the start of the Sam Crow and John Teller dying. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I see what you're saying. I would agree if it was like a bunch of characters, because I hate that too. But since the main character would be someone completely new, I think they could get away with it. it might, I mean, they I'm definitely did show they definitely did show his dad. There are no, scenes of like his dad yeah, writing the diet, like the journal and everything like that. There are very, scenes of his dad. It's very few and far between. And I think that you could definitely recast that and it, have it, nobody it's really not, notice. He's not a main enough character right. with enough screen time that I would have the issue that I'm already discussing. But yeah. And again, I know that this is just an issue that I personally have and it might not be shared. Like Dave does share the same uh, issue, think, but like it's. Yeah, it, I think it's pretty common actually. I know it's me. Honestly. Uh, so I will stick with um, with what Lauren had said. It was on my list for last time, and I, I didn't get a chance to say it. I'm really excited about the House of Dragon, uh, the spinoff for Game of Thrones. Um, I personally think Game of Thrones is the best TV show I've ever watched. The last season was not great, but I don't think it ruined the show for me at all. And I really just love everything about it i i love the dragons 
and the knights and the magic and the whole nine yards. And for them to go further back, uh, like Lauren said, they're going thousands of years back. So you're getting the same families, um, probably some new ones. And um, it's the, the five kingdoms are not going to be united. You're going to get more dragons, uh, hopefully more magic. I'm really excited about it. And I, I think this is great. I agree. I'm I'm also very excited for this. Um, I do also think that it gives this show particular particularly um, has the opportunities to show stories that we've heard about or um, kind of heard mention of, but now we'll we might actually be able to see. So I mean, Game of Thrones showed you some flashbacks and stuff like that, but I mean, if you go back far enough, you have. I don't want to say like fables and tales and stuff like that, but you have these legends and you have these stories that you can now show, or you can go and do whatever the heck you want because it is thousands of years prior. Like it's, you can do similar or you can do totally different. You can do whatever the heck you want, but I agree. Um, it was definitely a show that I knew that I was going to be home. I was going to watch it that day and I can't wait for more of that content. Yeah, I'm really excited about this show um, because all the things you just said and like, where did the White Walkers come from? What about those tree creature forest people? Like, how did they become the way that they are? And in some things, you know, I'm also a big believer as like a kid of the 80s that I don't need everything explained. You know what I mean? Like, why does Jason just keep killing people even though he gets killed every movie? I don't need to know why. You know, I just I accept it and I'm fine with that. So, like, do I have to see how the White Walkers came about? Not necessarily, but it would be cool. You know what I mean? So I'm just excited to go back into just what Bob said, that world. Um, You know, they handled it in a, a realistic way, which. I don't always need with fantasy. I'm okay going off the rails, but at the same time, it was just handled in a really smart, intelligent way. So uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, just like Casey just said, I think this is a prime example of what I've been preaching on for the last three, four years. We've been doing this podcast that I think Disney's finally getting around to actually realizing as well. You spend so much time creating these worlds. You don't need to tell just one story. You can tell other stories in the same world. And that's, I mean, these these characters are essentially not going to be any character we've seen so far. Again, you're going to have the same last name probably in a few of them, but it doesn't mean anything. That's what we're getting with The Mandalorian. That's what we're going to hopefully get with some of these other you know shows they're putting out there. You've done a great job creating the world. Give us other stories that take place in that world. I pose a question of, so they do have an opportunity if they wanted to, to show future like the stories that we already know in game of thrones as in like bring in the three-eyed raven who can see futures pasts and such i hope that they don't i kind of want to be done with where we were and i want to see past far enough past do you think that they will try and capitalize on people that we already know and bring that kind of stuff in i mean i think they're gonna pay homage uh, a lot of shows do that they'll they'll make a mention of like um oh uh you know brandon that's a great name that's a great family name or something because everybody's like that. named brandon right 
but and I and I think you're, you're going to get some touches on the Three Eye Raven because it is a character they can reference um, thousands of years in the past that will hold true, and I, and I'm okay with that. I mean, don't give me a direct reference to the Three Eyed Raven we saw because that would be just freakishly impossible. Um, and I don't even want to see like flash forwards of you know Game of Thrones, but right. I, I'm okay with with you showing us that there has always been a three-eyed raven in some way, shape, or form. That That's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's you're right about that. Too oftentimes shows try to pick apart that that thing that made the other one popular and try to shove it into the new one, and it doesn't work. But, I think uh, they do that to a, I think they do that to appease the general audience. They know they have the core audience in, um, so they try and get these connecting pieces to appease the general audience and, and grab more viewers um i mean i'm not going to watch the game of thrones prequel shows I, I haven't watched game of thrones i really have no interest in doing so but to the point i think that's why they oftentimes do that they but it, it creates laziness right it creates laziness it hinders creativity because you're always just banking on these things and constantly going back to these things instead of like bob said creating Bigger, creating different, creating more. Um, I think that's is it. Lauren's up. I think. Uh, sure. Yep. Um, I am gonna go with another something that I'm looking forward to, but I'm not doing a show. I'm doing a movie. Ooh! Can anybody guess what it is? Cause um, Casey just texted us about it. <laughs> Resident Evil. Yeah, buddy. The show, the, the movie that we <laughs> were shocked and awed that I didn't talk about last episode. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, I am a huge Resident Evil fan. Um, movies, games. All things zombie-related. Um, I'm super excited to see this. Um, what are you hoping? Zombie- what are you hoping happens? Because I mean, wh- I want to know as a fan of the franchise, because mm-hmm. you've been a diehard fan through all of the movies, even mm-hmm. when they got to like number twelve and thirteen. Those are Six. still good. What yes. are you? Ho- what are you hoping they do differently? So, I'll preface by saying. I'm a fan of the movies. Each individual movie is something different for me. Uh, Like, the first movie was more horror than the other games. The second movie got more into action. The third movie got more into CGI. Like, I like them for different things. Um, But for this reboot, um, the the movies focused around Alice, who is not a character that is ever mentioned in the games i want to see i basically want to see live action games uh i'd like to see more about um albert wesker um i want to see more of that um and they don't they, they tend to do that more towards the end of the movies um and try and bring that into the series a little bit bring um, like Claire Redfield and bring in um, Ada Wong and they, they like they do bring in some video game characters but it's after people are after fans are saying hey these are not these are not the games give us more of that um, so 
Yeah, that's, I think that's kind of what I'm looking for, and that's what it sounds like they are going to do more of. I would love to see creepy mansion stuck in this giant mansion, zombies everywhere. Like, I'd be okay with that. Don't know if everybody would be, but I totally would be. I think one of the one of the big things, in my opinion, that the first uh, series of films missed out on, one of the, the missed opportunities, something that's so iconic about the video games is the camera angles and how it's played, you know, kind of via this, you know, uh, top corner of the room type camera that you navigate around. Like I, surveillance? I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And while I, I don't think I would like an entire movie shot like that, um, you know, I, I kind of look at Into the Spider-Verse where they had these random kind of comic book panels once in a while. I would like to see those camera angles sprinkled in once once in a while. So you would like to see a live action version of a video game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird how Hollywood weird. hasn't done that yet. Well, have you ever seen Doom? With The Rock? No, The Rock didn't watch Doom with The Rock. Well, they tried doing some of the things, you know, they put like a camera on a gun so it looked like a first-person shooter sort of thing, and it looked dumb. Like, here's the thing. Video game to movie translation will not work. It has to have a cinematic flair because they're not, they're just not told in the same narrative structure. Now, narratively like just straight up script to screen like yes what lauren's saying put people in a mansion have zombies there and you know we already know what the series of events are i think that's gonna work but like i don't want to see a movie where sonic is in a side scroller and just goes up and down <laughs> on a you know and collects rings like it just doesn't make any sense so like yeah movie you know co you know video game two movie doesn't make sense. Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, awesome movie because they did a whole noir thing and loosely based it on the video game enough to have that nostalgia. What about that movie, that hardcore, Hen what was it, Hardcore Henry? Wasn't it shot like a first-person yeah, 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 yeah. shooter? I didn't see it. I'm just think. I just, I remember seeing the previews for it and thinking it would, that's ideally how I would think they would shoot a first-person game movie right so how did right. that turn out i'm assuming you saw it how i did, that did not out? see it at all but from what i heard is that it's good but it's also not based off of a movie or of a video game i'm He's just thinking angles and stuff like that 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 they were talking about like you could shoot it like that and if that proved a successful formula maybe it could be done you you can't say that movies and and video games are different story element different told differently and the reason why i say that is because maybe they were when you're comparing the super nintendo to you know the blockbuster hits but you play uncharted now that's a movie that's a movie my wife will watch me play video games because she's watching a movie i mean i'll, I'll grant you there's, there's some differences and obviously it takes me like 18 hours to play a video game and hopefully not 18 hours to watch a movie but my point is it, maybe they're more geared for tv shows but my point is, is that we're getting closer and closer to this bridge between movies and video games. I, okay, yeah, Uncharted, sure. There's certain things that Detroit Human Thief or whatever the hell it's called. Like, there are certain games that would do good 
is movies as direct translations, but it's just, it's few and far between. Um, before I jump back to Resident Evil, uh, I'm just going to point out, um, to side with Bob, Dana will watch me play video games. She would, I would come home and she would ask me to play The Last of Us. Now, mind you, The Last of Us is becoming a, a an HBO TV show. Um, maybe talk about that a little later. But anyways, <laughs> like, some of these things you can do. Now, I do want to backtrack to Resident Evil and say, when I was saying that I wanted to see the video game on screen, I was more talking the events, the characters. I know that putting a video game on screen is not as easy as just saying that and i know there have been way too many video games that have been become movies that have just done terribly because they were not done well when i say i want to see resident evil the game on screen i want it to be more horror i found those games creepy like that that is one of the reasons i liked to play the games you had jump scares you had you had creepiness you had gore you had like that that's what i want to see um now mind you they turned into these action flicks which i'm also okay with but if we're going back to roots that's what i want um so that that's what i was more saying um and it is cool to see different different angles and stuff like that but yeah Resident Evil. <laughs> Gotta love it. Casey, you're up. Uh, yeah. You know, I decided to... You guys all went with, like, things that are actually happening. I made up things that I don't I know. Or... <laughs> yeah, I made, up some, I made I, up some, too. Okay. I told you last time that I didn't even come up with any of those, so I just threw that one in first. That's all. I made all right. up. No, that's fair. Um, so I'm going to say uh, the story of Big Daddy from Kick-Ass. And like, where did this guy, who did him wrong? Why did he decide to get that costume? How did he even get all that training? Like, I know he was a cop and everything like that, but I want to see like, his rise to becoming Big Daddy. Can I can I just say that um, I just read online, based off your comments just now, Nicholas Cage has signed on to do it because he's that he's that quick. To <laughs> because sign on somebody talked about it somewhere, he and he had like a sixth sense about it. Love it. Dave's also I, already in line to watch it. No, I love Kick-Ass. Uh, everything about it. The books, the movie, um, except stupid fucking Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and if it was any other actor, I wow. would do it, but not with Nicolas Cage. I'm not watching a two-hour Nicolas Cage movie. I've done that before in life, and I regretted it most of the time. My question for whether or not this gets greenlit is Hit Girl in it. Yeah, I don't think so. I, mean, I think she this can would be right. So, like, I guess it's. I want to know how far back into his life, but I guess if you said what originally started it and who did him wrong, okay. Like he's a cop on the beat. Something happens. He like from what we kind of know, 
he's one of the first people to do that, right? To put on the costume. Like, they're working before Dave is. So, like, yeah. And, mo- and Dave inspired a bunch of people. Not this Dave. You Not guys. this Dave. Dave, this but, Dave inspires people too. <laughs> to to dress up and <laughs> hit people. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think it would be a cool movie, and we haven't seen it in the comics. I, I would love to see it. I bought this steel book literally. It was either yesterday or Tuesday. So such a good movie. I mean, yeah, Kick Ass is one of my funnest theater experiences. So I would be in for more in that world. I remember going into that theater not knowing much anything about it, and Casey told me I needed to go see it. So we went and saw it, and I was, like, blown away. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be interested in more of that world. Sans Nick Cage. <laughs> Sans Nick Cage, yes. Eh, all right, fair enough. Um, well, you're next. Yeah, so uh, a spinoff that I would like to see is from the Lucifer universe world or show um and Same i always man? say her name no i always say her name wrong but it's like mezzakine who is mezzakine. like mezzakine yeah she's like a so she's a demon but she's like an assassin like bounty hunter and i just think that there's a always a place for more diverse ethnic characters female characters she is both of those and you could do things where she's both collecting bounties, hunting regular people, but also you could introduce other demons and people that escape hell or that whole side of things also and have like a fantasy, supernatural kind of feel to it as well. Um, I just think that that'd be really interesting. She's one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, and I would love to know more about, like, watch her adventures, I guess. Um. I agree with Dave. Um, I also find her to be one of my favorite characters on the show. And the um, episode gaps where she's not there, I find myself missing her. Um, I like this opportunity because I feel like you can get a lot of storylines of um, Mazikeen doesn't always know. Mazikeen knows no boundaries. Uh, so I feel like you can show her getting into trouble by that. Um, I think it's definitely going to need... It's going to turn into some sort of buddy cop type deal, but to an extreme, I think. Um, so you need somebody who will either be a bad influence and have her put continue to push those boundaries and kind of feed into her negative energy and stuff like that, or you need somebody to more balance her out um, and kind of center her and stuff like that but would you use do you want more people from lucifer like do you want amenadiel do you want to see linda do you want to see i think if you i think if you did it it would have to either be linda or decker um decker would uh, i think decker kind of makes the most sense i don't really know if we've ever seen it i mean maybe we have but a tv show like a you said a buddy cop uh, with females, like that's really interesting to me. Um, Rizzoli and Isles, Winona Earp. There's, I don't know if anyone watches those shows. Charlie's though. Angels. Yeah, I mean that's probably more realistic. I don't know if anyone watches. What did you say, Rosalina Isles? <laughs> Winona Earp. Rizzoli and Isles. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I just think it. I think you'd have opportunity to make an actual good version of 
those shows, I guess. Um, I would, yeah. I, I mean, you could use Decker. You could introduce an, a whole on a whole new character, another demon, or another. You know what I mean? Like, there's so mm-hmm. many characters when it comes to God, the devil, all of that stuff, demons, uh, angels. Yeah. yeah, like you could get into so much there. So, yeah, I mean, I just think that possibilities are endless. That's that you that that world just really interests me. And every time they introduce a new character, whether it be Abel one season or uh, whoever else, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense. Like, let's learn about this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It it just I, I love that character. So the Winchesters just kind of drive through. See a black and Paula in the background. <laughs> I I mean I've I've not read the Sandman comic books, although I really need to. It's on my list and it's actually been on the top of my list for quite a long time. But I will say this. Um I've mentioned it before. If you guys haven't watched American Gods, it's probably one of the coolest TV shows that I've seen in a long time. Very interesting concept, and they pull it off rather well. And I could kind of see Sandman being similar to American gods in, in that sense of this like fantasy world. That's just under the surface of our world. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm down, I'm down, do it up, Dave. I have no idea anything that you're talking about. <laughs> well, so you mentioned Sandman and they are doing a Sandman show, but they've also announced that, um, Lucifer himself will be recast because the Sandman from the actual comics, the story of Sandman is very different from the story of Lucifer that they took to make the show. Mm -hmm. So they don't want Tom, what's his face playing Lucifer. Yeah. They don't want him playing Lucifer because they want to show a different Lucifer altogether. Like they don't want it connected. So I didn't know if you were trying to talk about it being like a universe type thing, but no, I don't I mean, know I don't that think... bringing that, that was more towards Bob. No, that's okay. Oh, okay. That was more towards Bob. Like he mentioned Sandman. I didn't know if you meant like bring in Sandman or you're just saying like this concept would work because. No, I'm just saying in general. I mean, like it's, it's one, it's one universe in the comic books. So I, if Dave's talking about doing a show based on some of those characters, I've never read the comic books. So I don't know how, I can't picture how the comic book would translate to the show. What I'm saying is, in my opinion, it seems like it'd be a lot like American Gods, which I really liked. So I'm in. I, I will agree to $5 million, 25%. Stop giving my money away, Bob. <laughs> what you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this pretty look like a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. It's you. It's always been you. And it's worth fighting. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Join me. Gutsy Media Podcast. Because movies are our life. Defat Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. Defat Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with Defat Comics.
the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. Um, my turn. I'm going to go next um, in, in lieu of Casey because he wanted me to jot down something that I made up. I want to go with, uh, you know, I'm going to go with one that I know that Casey likes to give me a reboot of Mixology. Um, maybe even a spinoff. Call it The Morning yeah, that's a, After. That's on my list, honestly. I, I, I That was a really that's good so TV funny. show. It was a yeah. funny TV show. And yeah. it worked well. It was a cool concept. You know, everybody's every episode's a different angle of the same night. And like I said, either either give it to me again, like give me another couple seasons, or give me some sort of spinoff where it's like the same characters and it's the morning after the bar, you know, and that's season two or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I liked it. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, I I mean, I think that 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 it's literally number two on my list. I just didn't. I was looking for other ones first. Um, I think the possibilities are endless with that, whether you bring back the same cast and do like the morning after, like Bob said, or you completely recast it and do a different night. Like the vision behind it and the execution of it were so original and well done. I'm, I'm shocked that that show got canceled and I'm shocked that they haven't redone it or tried to do something like it. I'm absolutely on board with, with that and love the idea. Yeah, thank you. I will take yeah. that five million dollars back. <laughs> I I am good with them just giving me a documentary on how they even shoot that show. <laughs> Honestly, because it's so it's Lauren. I know you're not familiar with the show, right? It takes place in no. one night in one bar with like ten different characters, and every episode explores a different either character or set of characters. But it's like if you just went into a bar. And you just saw a bunch of people and then you decided to use your camera to follow like one person. But all the other stuff that's in the bar is still happening. And then they just change it to another camera angle for episode two. So I just don't know. Like, did you just shoot the huge bar scene? <laughs> like for like Casey's mind is blown like, just from that. It does. It literally I really have never figured out how they well, shot it. And I think it's just so he- smart. Even more That's so, genius. though, what's cool about it is you see things in the background that aren't explained until two or three episodes exactly. later. Exactly. That's what I'm in, saying. How do you shoot this? You interact with a character <laughs> who's sitting at the bar having a drink, and then you find out two episodes later why she's at the bar having a drink. And, you know, it just, it was a really cool concept. Yeah. It, it was, like I said, it's on my list. It, it's number two on my list. Uh, it's such a cool, unique concept. And the possibilities, like I said, are, are absolutely endless. Sure. I just think it's funny to listen to everybody's points of view on a show that I know nothing about. And you guys are talking about, like, context and content. And Casey's like, but I want to talk about how it shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you need I need to know. I think, well, I think it's I really do like the cool. other stuff. Like, everybody's. Pr- no, no. Like, I'm not saying it as a bad thing. I'm, I'm being serious. Like, I enjoy how. We can take a podcast and talk about the same topic, but because of everybody's personalities, we focus in on different things. And I think that is so fun. There's our commercial right there. That's a so, Hallmark commercial, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lauren, I think Snow you're falling next. here in the back. Yeah. Oh, I'm next. Um, next. All right. So, I'm going to talk about a spinoff 
slash sequel to another movie that I incessantly talk about. Um, but I want to make it into either a mini series or holiday specials. Um, I want to see The Adventures of Lock, Sock, and Barrel from Nightmare Before Christmas. I would like to see them exploring the other holiday doors. Um, so I don't want a feature film. I want, because I want more content for each door, I want to see individual either episodes or, like I said, like a mini holiday special. I just think that there's so many opportunities for that, and we know I can talk about that movie all night long, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before. I never really got into that movie, although I understand the Tim Burton following that he's developed over the years. Um, cool. I mean, sure. If 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 there's a group of people that like that stuff and you want to give them more content, I'm all about it. I think it's one of those movies that has such a huge following to me, it's always been shocking that we haven't had a sequel or haven't had a holiday special. It's it's actually very weird to me that, you know what I mean? It's like almost like Ghostbusters before the new movies. It was like, well, no, there was two movies. And then they were like, well, let's just do some cartoons and all this other stuff. But like, we're not really going to do any other movies for 30 years. And like Nightmare Before Christmas is almost like the same thing. But it's like every year. There's Nightmare Before Christmas stuff on Halloween and on Christmas and all the stores. And it's like, do something with this franchise. Yeah, but you got to remember, though, that movie was not big when it came out. It took like to 10 you. years. No, I'm, go go back at the box office. That movie did not become popular until it was released on like Blu-ray. I mean, it really didn't become popular until like the the teeny girls at hot topic to start dressing i mean that movie drastically underperformed <laughs> and i mean i'm serious go back in the I'm, I'm not making this stuff up go back in the numbers it did not develop a following until like 10 years after it was released not to mention this is also way back in hollywood when you had four or five people that needed to sign off on rights for sequels because sequels weren't as prevalent as they are today. I mean, now every single movie has a franchise built around it. But back then, if you got a sequel to something, you were lucky. But don't you feel like nowadays with how things are, oh, where everything completely. that's old. Nostalgia is huge again. right now. That's, that's I agree. I, I agree with your point of I'm shocked we haven't gotten a sequel. But to say that it's been 30 years, it's it's really been like 10 years that we should have gotten a sequel. I guess I should also clarify I did call it the adventures of Lock, Sock, and Barrel. I don't want it to be focused on Jack. I don't want it to be Jack falls into another door. Oh, what's this? What's this? I, what's this? Yeah, that's why I said it. Um, <laughs> I want to see something either Uggy sends them to go wreak havoc or they're curious and stumble upon something and make trouble. They're... They're mischievous. Like, that's just what they do. But I don't need it to be Jack. Because that's what, like, Jack is what's popular about the movie. Give me that world. I don't necessarily need to capitalize on Jack again. But I think that you probably would. You would be stupid not to involve him in at least some way. But he's got his own thing going on. Let him 
rural Halloween town for a little bit and let these three mischievous kids go off and create havoc on Easter or whatever, Boxing Day. <laughs> so so I don't typically agree with Bob a lot, but I, I mean, I have never seen this movie. I've never had interest in seeing this movie. It never really appealed to me. I, I don't get the appeal, I, but I'm also not a 16-year-old girl that goes to Hot Topic. Um, as far as, so and then two other, two other side points. One, Lauren, if they did it, I feel like they would have to do it without, what's his name? John, Jack, Skeletor, yeah, Jack. 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 Yeah, they'd have to do it without <laughs> Jack Skeletor. because, because it, Jack Skeletor, because it, it goes into what we talked about earlier with, with, uh, production companies always kind of relying on something to bring the general audience back. So if they did it, I would think they should do it without Skeletor. Side note number two, it made $91.5 million at the box office on an $18 million budget. So to say that it didn't make money or wasn't successful um, isn't exactly true. Exactly. But I do, but I do think it blew up in popularity after its release. I mean, watch, watch, the, watch the Netflix special on it. Where, I did. where everybody involved in that production says that it it sidelined them because it did so poorly and was so literally not it, well received. It made seventy million dollars more than what it cost to make. I don't know what the advertising and stuff was, but I doubt it was seventy million dollars. So it's got a following. So I could see them doing it. I just have no interest in it. Kind of like the Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> Well, there, there you go. Born, <laughs> were all of those items purchased at Hot Topic? None of them were. None of them were. Shocking. This was actually, I actually have still frames from the movie. Um, that was my Christmas gift. And then my mom had this made for me. This is uh, my own sculpture. Uh-huh. Cool. All right, Casey, you're up. Um. Okay, so I figure we'll probably go one more time around after this. Sounds good. Um. Okay, I got one for you. I want to see the rise of Shredder. Uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I feel like it. You know, it's always like he was bad. We fought. He killed my master, and then you. Started an army of foot soldiers. You wore this weird uh, metal costume. Like, you started doing experiments on, like, animals. Like, who are you? You were just a random, like, sweet-ass dude at karate. But then you just decided to start wearing, like, this crazy outfit and everything. I don't know. Like, I want to know, like, where does this guy come from? Like, what? what karate is is a gateway drug. It is apparently it's a gateway it's the, drug to fighting turtles. It's the <laughs> gateway drug. Yeah. So yeah, I really want to know uh, how does Shredder in Ro Suica Doji or whatever his name is like? How does he become Shredder? Like we don't. I mean, it's probably in a comic somewhere, and I haven't read it, but but I want to see it, and and I think it would be sweet, and I think it would be one of those kind of things where you could film it all the way, and then the last thing is like him putting on that outfit it's like the rise of shredder 
Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. This would be cool. I think the issue you're going to run into is that there's so much nostalgia there that you're going to have them touching. I mean, he's, he'll be donning that costume in episode two of this TV show just because that's what people want to see. They, if, if They either want to see the Turtles or they want to see Shredder, not not the guy who will become Shredder. So I think you 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 walk a little fine line there, but but I'm I'm in. I'd watch it. I mean, yes and no. They did like nine seasons of Smallville before you saw Clark put on the cape. They Fact. just did Gotham. They just did Gotham before you saw Bruce in the costume. Like Gotham it can was be garbage. Done. I I liked Gotham. It I ended Gotham. really like it had it, a bad, sucked. Yeah, it had a bad season or two, but like towards the end, it was actually I thought really good. Um, regardless, that's not what we're talking about. Like it's, it's, it, it can be done and it has been done and it can be done. I think the idea is really cool. Um, though I do worry of like, where does Splinter come in? How soon are they going to introduce Splinter? How soon are they going to introduce the turtles? Are they going to rely on It's that whole thing. But if you got a team that was dedicated to just focusing on shredder and we weren't going to do all this other stuff regardless of if viewership wasn't great when it first came out or whatever um i think that'd be interesting i i mean i'd watch it for sure yeah i i'd totally watch it i definitely came out at dave and kate's wedding wearing a shredder mask so i i definitely have some investment in this obviously so it's true i have it on video That's the story. Lauren is Shredder. Lauren, what Lauren made you become Shredder? Shredder? I, I, I can't, I, I can't comment any further. It's <laughs> too many spoilers. It's the law of the foot. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. All right, that's what I got. Dave. This is it. Last time around, huh? Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna do an honorable mention quickly, not get into it, and then the show I'd want to see. So. Two honorable mentions. I do want to see a Freaks and Geeks uh, kind of spinoff. Just like what... Maybe it's Rogan and all those guys, their kids going to school and maybe experiencing some of the same things. I'm not sure. I just think with that talented of a cast and crew, they could do it and it would be interesting. Hmm. Um, I'd like to see a spinoff of a new girl character. I'm not sure which one, but I think that show is genius. Coach. We're re-wa- Kate, Kate's re-watching it. I would love it and I would watch it. Nick Miller is one of my favorite characters ever. Schmidt's there. The show that I would create, though, is kind of in the vein of like a superstore or the office, but about a video store. Um, it just has sentimental feelings towards me, with me and and obviously all of us. There's so many stories you could tell. I mean, not to get sappy, but like we have our friendship that we still talk to this day based on working at a video store. I met my wife at a video store. I still see clients in Chilai who talk to me about family video in the video store. You could even go from the side of uh, Bob and I were talking about it last night. We're like, maybe some of the customers are characters and you talk about their night leading up to like fam, the family going into the video store and picking out a video or something like that. Two kids on a date, picking out a video. Like there's so much, you'd, I would set it in the nineties or the two thousands, obviously. Um, but I just think there's so many stories that could be told there. Um, it would just be interesting to me and obviously like maybe it's just my bias because of how it has impacted my life but like working at a video store is the best job i ever had so i think that'd be a cool show this is mixology just without a bar at a video store and i think it's a genius idea like like you said you have the characters coming in 
and maybe they're on a date and you explore that for an episode or you know maybe they got to space the wall for the new releases and that's an episode and you know yeah, that you would be really cool you could have like your regulars as some like the regular clients one or two of them are regular cast members like a cheers kind of thing yeah but also you know what i mean like i just i don't know i think i think it'd be a great idea that was basically what i was going to say is that how many people did you have that you were like that like there are regulars like i i just like you said i still talk to people i still have friends that were regulars that i still see and i still talk to and um i could definitely see this working and again it might just be because you know that was what we did but i mean you have shows about people working in restaurants you have shows like uh superstore or whatever like you have shows about other comedic jobs how many times did you were you at work and you're like am i on a sitcom right now like there were comical days that you're like this this has to be there's got to be a camera here somewhere like yeah you got the guy who stands outside every tuesday morning banging on the door to come in because you know he needs his movies you've got the people you've already got their bags ready to go because you know what they want and i mean you got your movie sale days or your your candy sale days, like you've got throwing some grassroots events. <laughs> I you got it I all. Feel like, I feel like you could play into the nostalgia too. I mean, there's an entire generation growing up nowadays that has no idea what going to a video store is like. So, like, yeah. you're also telling that tale and that story. So you can get the parents who went to the video stores and remember that. You get the kids who have no idea what a video store is, and they're probably like Casey, who couldn't finish a show on DVD because he had to keep getting up to switch the discs. But they'd still laugh at it and think it was funny. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's my that's my thought. That's my idea. Is Kevin Smith involved? <laughs> if he, uh, if he wants to be, fuck, sure. It would be a DFAT production, though. All right, all right. So, I love this idea. I don't know how to talk about it anymore because I'm going to start writing the idea. And you broke. <laughs> The you broke this. Like we're not supposed to talk about fake shows you want to make up. We're talking about things that exist and making a spinoff series somehow. Oh my bad. So you well, broke the episode. That was the topic. It was as long as I topic. get some kind of like creator credit or something like um, that. But okay. we'll all talk off camera. No one, everyone, that's copyrighted. Okay, it's TM. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we could edit it out if you if want. If you see our names on here, uh, that's why. Like, in, and so yeah. Nick Cage just signed on to play everyone. Uh, no, never. Everyone. But so when Kevin, when Kevin, when Kevin Smith, <laughs> <laughs> he marries Kate with sideburns. With when Kevin Smith listens to our podcast and creates this show, we'll know where he got the idea from. We can see right. him. So, just hey, like, I mean, I did. Okay. I I know I have uh, tagged his podcast in our podcast before so i mean he could just repay the favor so <laughs> smart guess um so i'll throw out an honorable mention um that i don't want to go into detail about but i i am a huge fan you guys may not know this i'm a huge fan of the highlander movies and i always thought it was a really cool concept there can only only be one um this idea that maybe there's a race of you know 20 or so left and they're all trying to kill each other so i can see that being like a really cool tv show or even just a reboot of the movies maybe even make it connected. I mean, who, who knows? You know, there's uh, a Highlander TV show, right? I I did not know that. <laughs> but are you serious? Yeah. Is it good? <laughs> yeah. 
It went on for seasons. They even did a crossover movie between what? Connor this, from the show and Duncan from the movie, this, or vice versa. This is why my face was yeah. the way it was when oh, you were explaining this. Duncan, so like, guys, Duncan from I, the I show. I gotta go. Last time we leave, he's gotta go binge <laughs> whole entire have things, show. I have things to watch now. Is that Disney yeah. Plus? What is they even that? did like a spinoff with like a girl from the show, like a spinoff show. Jesus, I have to check this out. Um, okay, well, in that case, my my last one is I want to see a reboot of Gargoyles. It was probably one of, if not the uh, favorite TV show of mine growing up. It was so well done. It had such great topics. Um, such it, it didn't it didn't talk down to children. And the creator loved it, and he still wants to do a remake or a reboot, rather. Um, they did ruin the third season with the horrible CGI, but we won't even get into that. And I think the Disney Plus generation is starting to, to kind of dive into it a little bit more. I would love to see them reboot this. I absolutely love the Gargoyles. And yeah, bring it back, man. I think they will. Honestly, I really do. I think they're going to do it. I think um, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we just got an announcement of Mighty Ducks the other day. And I think that Disney, what it has going for it is its vast library of film and television from Fox as well. So that they can just keep pumping out these nostalgia pieces. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing Tailspin and all this other stuff, too. So, yeah, absolutely. I bet you anything will get a Gargoyle show. Well, I mean, here's the thing. In a, in a generation where nostalgia is so big, Disney Plus now has tons of metrics on what shows are being watched. That's where the popularity is. That's what we're going to reboot or, or remake. You know, I mean, it's. So I side with Bob 100%. I know I've talked about Gargoyles on previous podcasts um, that I also absolutely loved it. And it was the first thing that I went back and watched when I got Disney+. Plus. Now, also tying in the idea of Disney+, Plus, I know that in previous podcasts, some of you guys, I think it might have been Dave, mentioned that he wasn't super keen on the idea of Disney+, Plus because after... When there are these chunks of time that they're not putting out new content, what are you left with old stuff? And to me, that's just... I feel like they're perpetuating the cycle of this day and age being so nostalgic. Like, that is, of course, what they're going to do. When you're not putting out new stuff, you have people going back to the classics and the good stuff that you already own the rights to and you already have... You people are rediscovering these or discovering them for the first time for some generations. And why wouldn't you capitalize on that? Again, if you already own the rights to it, just keep printing money. So yeah, I would I would totally agree and I would love to see this happen. And it would be I, great. I thought I heard something that it that it was happening. Didn't like um uh Keel from Keenan Peel or something like that? Didn't one of them try to remake it or I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm Chris. That'd be awesome. I I do think I read something about them being like one uh Keenan Michael Key or whatever his name is. I think I read that he was he was trying to get it made or it wanted to be voiced it. I think he just said he wanted to voice a character or something like that. Like he expressed interest in doing the project. Um but yeah, I mean it makes sense like Warren said, they're literally printing money at this point. And even if a couple of them don't work eh, it's fish in a barrel. I mean, enough of them are going to take off and be a big deal and it's their own platform. They might as well take advantage of it. 
Yeah, see it happen. So what I found just by a quick Google search is basically the creator has said, heck yes, let's do something, but he doesn't necessarily want to see a reboot just because he's so proud of the original 90s cartoon. So, yeah. Makes, makes sense. Yeah. Then, then so, might as well do that. Thundercats, all of it. Bring it all back. Okay. <laughs> all right, Lauren, you're up. This is it, baby. Um, Good. So my honorable mention, just because everybody else is doing one, um, is not wholly thought out, but I just want to see more in this realm. Uh, I want more Wreck-It Ralph. Um, give me like a Disney Plus TV show or something. Like, I love those movies. Um, yeah, I won't go into that more, but I could just forever watch those movies. So, um... My major one that I want to talk about is, I I don't know if it's necessarily breaking the topic, but I want to see a Captain Hook movie told from the perspective of Captain Hook, not like Robin Williams' Hook. I want to see a Captain Hook movie where Captain Hook is the good guy and the pirates are the good guys and Peter Pan is the evil soul-snatching or kidnapping person i want to see like almost in the realm of how they did with maleficent how the maleficent movie is she's not necessarily good but she's not necessarily bad it's just told from a different perspective and you get more details on a different parts of the story um i know that they wrote books there is an author out there that wrote books um telling stories from the villain's point of view but i would very much like to see more movies explore basically the role reversal of the villain and the hero. I think that would be very cool. You could also do it in a dark way, too. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but that would be something I would enjoy. I would... I don't know about Captain Hook, for me personally. I would watch another swashbuckling adventure and all of a sudden his hand gets you know, bit by that giant crocodile and you're like, whoa, it's Captain Hook. Like, I think that would be cool, but I don't know about versus Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. I guess I'd watch it if it was done in a cool way. That being said, I would totally watch any of these villains like have a different like story. Just um, like I read Wicked, you know, which was great. Uh, and to hear like her point of view and it was really fun. Um, but sure, give me give me Ursula and like these other Jafar and you know what I mean? Like how they've been wronged and why they're the way that they are. I'm, I'm all into that. I think that'd be fun. So my, my idea kind of was, I guess I didn't go back far enough, but I kind of wanted the origin forward. So like how he becomes hook. So yeah, some of that swashbuckling and yeah, maybe we see his hand get cut off and, um, the like the gator and stuff like that but you also have in the background some kidnappers something like that because in my mind villains think they're right villains think that they're doing what's i mean some think that they are doing what's right so to see that avenue and to see it from their perspective i think would just be interesting but i do i do want it far enough back that Maybe it's a younger Hook, or maybe you see Hook as a kid, 
leave Peter Pan, um, and then then he gets older, and you see him become Hook, and that like that's why kind of thing. Okay, so here's what I will say: Have you ever have you ever watched Once Upon a Time? I have, yes. So I mean, you have kind of a nicer Hook and a meaner Peter Pan, and that. Um, not not that I'm saying that that's your idea, but I'm just saying if that if that's something you really wanted to see, I was gonna, and you know, throw that one at you. Seen it. <laughs> I I I was gonna say what Casey said. Like a, a when you were describing it, Maleficent Maleficent came to mind. But yeah, I would be all about a, a I don't know want to say a universe, but like a a series of movies told from the other side. Because that's always interesting. And if you can humanize some of the villains, I think that's the key. Um, and I would like to see that. I also don't know if Hook's the right one. Um, but I definitely think that you could do it with other Scar or some of the other villains that we've seen throughout time in Disney or whatever else. So, yeah, I think it's I a just, great idea. I just picked Hook because there's not a lot about him. So I figured... Yeah. Pick one that and, wasn't overdone. And pirates and stuff are cool, right? Like, it's yeah, a cool yeah. story. And Peter Pan's a little creepy. So I could definitely see it. Um, and I, I would, yeah, I would watch it. Arg. Guile. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Casey, you're up. Okay. Yeah. Bring yeah. yeah. him up your... the rear. Yeah, this is this is the one that closes out the episode, Casey. No pressure. This is your moment. Oh, can't talk about Jurassic Park then. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> Only if it's like an Indiana Jones. No, we we already with dinosaurs. That one. Uh, I'm trying to think here. What I want to use is my. Okay, so I would like to see a story. Uh, back in the past about Gandalf uh, before the Hobbit, before all that, like show this dude going through wizard school. How did he become friends with Sauron? Like all the, you know what I mean? Like uh, this would be a TV show because it could go on for ages. I don't know how old Gandalf is. He could be hundreds of years old. That's my honorable mention. But what I'd like to see was a sequel to that movie Push. With Chris Evans. That was basically an X-Men movie in the making. And it just, it had a cool, it was a cool premise. It was done in a different way. And then they just, it made no money and it disappeared. So I'm very sad. Very, very sad. Yeah, Yeah, I, I, sorry, go ahead, Bob. I was just probably going to say the same thing you're going to say. I'm in. I mean, the movie, I thought the movie was pretty good. And I do see your your connection with the X-Men there. Um, I, I did like, it was Samuel L. Jackson, right? Who plays the bad guy in that? No. Kind of? No. Diamond Husan or whatever his name Digimon is. Digimon Husanu. Dig- yeah. Right. That guy. From Constantine. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm down. Yeah. So I haven't seen this movie in a while, but if. Is this the one where there was like three types of powers that people fit into, or is that another movie that I'm thinking of? Like, there was like pushers, something else, and something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, it's a that movie was. I remember liking the movie and it had a cool cast and I, I, I struggle saying it's an original concept because, like you said, it's essentially an X Men movie. 
um, but a different take on it. But yeah, I mean, I would, I'm all, I mean, no secret. We're all, all about things with people with powers or abilities or things like that. So yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely watch this. I also remember it coming out and seeing it and really enjoying it, but that was it. I don't really remember a whole bunch of detail about it, unfortunately. But, um, yeah. Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning. Remember her? <laughs> her sister's now surpassed her. <laughs> yes. Surpassed? I think so. I think she's definitely Dakota Fanning had a longer like, career. She's maybe, done... but I feel like Dakota Fanning had a had bigger, had higher peaks, maybe. I don't know. Dakota maybe Fanning was popular for like four years of her life. She played like that age child in every movie she was in, and then she can't now that she's grown. I feel like her sister's still playing. Yeah, I'm not knocking Ellie or Elle, whatever her name is. Wasn't she in Maleficent? (laughs) Yeah. Dakota Fanning was that. I just feel like the peak was higher, but I mean, the other one is still going. I agree. So maybe she hits that peak. L, whatever. Dakota Fanning, she had her day, and now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, that's that's some of our, I guess, sequels, spinoffs, reboots, uh, ideas see. that I want to adapt into a TV show, like all those things. TM, um, <laughs> you know, and why don't you guys share anything that you're interested in? You know, hit us, hit us up, email us at don't forget to tell one at gmail.com. <laughs> I never say that. I figured maybe if someone wants to say something. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. This is Casey saying uh, bye and uh, thanks again. Uh, this is Dave saying uh, thanks for listening. Like Casey said, let us know if you have uh, other ideas that we can steal and make into original content or spinoffs that you'd like to see. Um, thanks for thanks for stopping by, San Diego. Bye, guys. Till next time. <laughs>